0: you're listening to Castrol Carcast on Podcast 1. Hey guys, we got an exciting show for you today. We're going to talk about the trip I took to San Francisco and then to Seattle. Got to experience the new Lincoln Corsair and saw an amazing car collection in Seattle. So I'm going to tell you guys about that, but first, let me tell you a little bit about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Maybe you're dropping off your dry cleaning or picking up some milk. Well, now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Be sure to check out geico.com. All right, let's do it. Hello, welcome to the CarCast. I am Matt, the motorator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg, uh, calling in, running around, uh, getting stuff, trying to get some stuff done. Man, I just got back from this uh, trip I'll tell you guys about. Uh, I, was in, I was in San Francisco and Monterey and Seattle. And uh, uh, Bill, Like as we're recording this, you're just heading back from, uh, from uh, studio doing some more Dodge stuff. I don't know if we can give it away, but it's too late now.
1: <laughs> yeah, November, November 1st, man. New the, commercial the, hits, the, new uh, new Santa Claus campaign, and ho, ho, ho.
0: Great. That's so, all doing, I can say. It's, uh, what, this morning, I you were, hope
1: everyone's been good.
0: You were doing like some voiceover stuff and picking up some lines and whatever for the commercial as you do. So, that sounds, sounds good. Looking forward to that. Dude, um,
1: that was cool because I got to see the commercial.
0: Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, because they're going to have to show it to you while you're doing the. While you're doing the <laughs> yeah, are <laughs> doing I
1: can't I can't uh, match up my lines if I can't see myself.
0: Yeah. Right on. Well, speaking of that, um uh this Sunday is uh NCIS Los Angeles. The show's back on the air and uh, I don't know if it's the first or second episode. Maybe it's the second episode. Um and second, uh,
1: second episode season 11, man, and uh it was a it was a departure from my other appearances because uh, LL and I didn't share the screen together the whole time, and uh it was It was Kenzie and myself. So I had a a little different partner with this little go around. And uh, you know what? The coolest part of the experience, which is always a cool experience over there, um, actually got me to get into a little altercation on screen.
0: Oh, nice. uh,
1: They let me do my thing. It was a lot of fun.
0: It seems like a good crew to work with. Like, they've been doing this a long time, and I've only heard good things about everybody that works there uh, behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and it's got to be—it's got to be fun to do, right?
1: Well, you know how it is, man. It's like any other production. Um, mm-hmm. These guys have been on the air for 11 years, and so they've gotten something right over the, the their tenure. And uh, you know, any any good show is going to be like a close knit family, yeah. And uh, therefore, they kind of you know are—I don't want to say defensive when guest stars come in, but you know, it's it's their home, and and you know, people kind of trying to infiltrate it. I just tried to be like a fly on the wall and be part of the crew. And whether it be the guys running the camera, the guys, you know, the grips or, or the AD or, you know, Dennis Smith, the guy directing it or Kyle Yamamoto, uh, man, it was just a wonderful group to be with. And (laughs) you and I both have been on shows throughout our Hollywood, uh, tenure, that have not been the most pleasant to work on. And mm-hmm. this is completely the antithesis of that. So they've gotten it right. And you can tell on screen and it, it's, it's a great experience. And yeah. by the way, it was in the middle of that SummerSlam debacle. So I was, I was flying, you know, coast to coast and yeah. wrestling in between. And man, it was, uh, a Oh, was, doing that. And we did,
0: we did roadkill nights and you had to oh. leave that and go there and then wrestle and then go back and, talk about yeah. talk about red eye flights booking like three or four of them in a row
1: <laughs> it was miserable but you know again yeah. uh, i can't out. play that little violin because it was a private you know charter so it made it made it doable but it was man that was taxing to say the least
0: yeah well you know now we're going to go see it on the on the screen and it's going to it's going to work out good it's going to pay off good um yeah. I'll tell you guys about this trip that I went to San Francisco. Met up with the guys up at Lincoln over there, and uh, they do sort of a press event. They have sort of these waves come in. They have you know about uh, you know twelve or fifteen uh, different journalists and influencers. They uh, they fly them in. You do a, a driving event, and then uh, you fly out, and then the next crew comes in. And within a few days, they give you a nice inside look into cars. We've talked about a few of these things in the past. Uh, Last year, I did it with the Mustang Bullet, and then recently, the Mustang EcoBoost High Performance. Uh, This time, I did it with Lincoln. Um, As you guys know, I'm doing Vegas at the end of October with the GT500, which I'm excited about, but I'll, I'll tell you about the Lincoln Corsair. And that event, uh, but first, let me tell you guys a little bit about Zorro. If you find everything for businesses, uh, everything that you want for businesses of any size and almost any industry, it's at Zorro.com. They have tools and equipment, safety, office and cleaning supplies, and more. Tons of stuff for electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. Brands you know and trust. They have Stanley 3M Milwaukee, Schneider Electric, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few over there. Uh, Amazing customer service from real people based in the U.S. It's fast, free orders, uh, and uh, shipping uh, is free on uh, $50 or more. If you visit Zorro.com slash CarCast and you sign up for their Zmail newsletter, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash CarCast for 15% off. So uh, check those guys out, new guys with us. We like them. Um, so, uh, this event was, uh, you know, you catch a, you catch a flight out like a Wednesday night, you get into San Francisco, uh, they pick you up at the airport, they take you to a nice little hotel, um, they do a cocktail hour and a kind of a presentation and, uh, uh, at night and you're up on a rooftop deck and they make it all pretty nice and, you know, they up their game a little bit because it's Lincoln and Lincoln's the luxury brand for them, for Ford and, uh. Uh, so you stay there, and the next morning, they get a bunch of uh, of Lincoln Corsair SUVs uh, lined out out front, and they got it all – they got sort of a ride and drive thing planned out for you. They load it up in your navigation, and they're like, here you go, and they walk you through the vehicle, and they're like, all right, first step is you're going to drive, I don't know, 50 miles or 60 miles to – You know, to the lunch stop and then, you know, there's a a stop at a a bakery or a cafe and then you get to the hotel. So we drove from San Francisco to Monterey. We went to Carmel Valley Ranch, which is interesting because uh, we love that place and not to mix brands or anything, but one of our favorite events, uh, the Acura event during Monterey Car Week is always there. And uh, so it was nice to go back uh, to that place. Um. So let me tell you about this thing. The uh the, the Lincoln course here, man. I tell you, Lincoln is is doing well with their vehicles. Like I, am hoping it's translating into sales. But they're upping the game, uh, for luxury. Uh, I think our even our buddy, uh, uh, Alistair Weaver drove recently the um the Lincoln Aviator, which is the three row midsize below a Navigator bigger than a Corsair. And he said, it's about as nice as you can get this side of Bentley. And uh, that's that's quite a review coming from from Alistair. So I just think people need to pay attention to Lincoln right now. I actually like what Lincoln is doing uh, quite a bit more than Cadillac. And on many levels, uh, their competitors, Infinity, Audi, Acura, um, that are they're definitely touching into to that luxury game a little bit more. So uh, the Lincoln Corsair is the small SUV in their lineup. The newest vehicles is, is Corsair, small. Uh, Aviator is midsize, three-row, and then Lincoln Navigator. You know we like the Lincoln Navigator. We've taken it to Monterey, our annual road trip, two years in a row Um, and uh, always had a great time in that thing. Um, The Aviator, I'm a huge fan of after driving the Ford Explorer. um, And the Corsair, so the Corsair is based on, uh, they share a platform with the Ford Escape, uh, but the Ford Escape is physically smaller. The Corsair bodywork is bigger. And uh, the amount of technology and stuff they build into this thing is is fantastic. First of all, uh, one of their cool features is phone as a key. And for you regular CarCast listeners, we remember Adam's story about Lynette going out of town and, uh, and leaving the, the key to the Tesla on the tire. And then Adam backed out and ran the key over. So once he parked the car again, he couldn't drive it anymore and it blocked his garage. And it was a whole debacle. Uh, he was stranded. he had two cars at his house, and he couldn 't drive either one of them. One was locked in a garage with the Tesla behind it, and the Tesla had a smashed key so uh, uh it 's interesting that uh uh that as that was happening, we were learning more about uh lincoln 's phone as a key. They have an app on your phone so you you can this is what 's good you can you can you can grab your key fob you can jump in the vehicle, you can start it, and you can drive away. You can use the keypad on the door to get in and then a code inside and start it and drive away. Or you can do everything on the app on your phone, lock the doors, remote start all the cool stuff. So now there's three different ways you can do it. Um, And it's good because it works for valet mode. So if you use phone as a key, you leave your fob at home or you forgot it at the gym, or you don't like to carry it with you, 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 you use the phone app on, on there. But when you go to the valet, you can tell the valet, hey, there's no key fob. Here's the code. It'll, it'll randomly generate a code temporary, temporarily for the valet. So the valet can get in, type in the code, car starts, brings you the car, code's wiped out. It's done. You don't use it anymore. Um, so it's kind of neat that you can do that as well. But um, some other cool stuff is uh, – It has the parallel parking, has the the parallel parking assist, and we got a chance to 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 practice this. You you find a spot, you basically drive past the spot, you hit the button, you say, I want a parallel park. You drive past the spot, the Lincoln sees it with its camera. It says, Hey man, I found a spot. Do you want it? You say yes. You pull forward. You let go of the steering wheel, take your foot off the brake, and the thing backs into the spot for you. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know if it's super convenient or we're just getting lazy.
1: <laughs> I think lazy. <laughs>
0: it's good. It's kind of lazy. I don't, I I can see that. There's look in L. A. There's a lot of parallel parking. There's a lot of really scuffed up rims out there uh, as a result of that. So maybe it's it's better. But uh, uh, it was a neat. It was a neat feature to. To see happen to be in the car, and then it has cameras in the back. So if you're backing out of your driveway and there's kids playing, or there's a pole, or, or you know something runs behind you, the dog, it it has an anti-collision uh, a braking system when you put it in reverse if you're backing out. And uh, the the problem is is because it's meant to be uh, sort of a, a last ditch effort safety feature it doesn't progressively hit the brakes so we started backing up they put cones back there and when we got really close to the cones it hit the brakes hard and i was like oh well we didn't hit the cones but man it's a little harsh and like yeah it's an emergency feature it's not a convenience feature so uh the parallel parking is the convenience feature and and the emergency braking is a is definitely a uh, a safety feature that uh, that they put in, but it's it's amazing that these vehicles can do that now. I know Tesla talks a lot about their sort of autonomous driving. They're, it's not really autonomous driving; it's like a really sophisticated uh, cruise control, adaptive cruise control. But um, uh, anyway, this thing was was nice, and it's a fantastic drive. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They put a lot of attention into uh, eliminating as much noise as possible. NVH is the term, as you guys are familiar with noise, vibration, and harshness. And, uh, everything from suspension bushings and the type of suspension and even noise canceling, uh, in the audio system, uh, there's microphones in the car. It senses high pitch noises or anything like that. And it sends out, uh, uh, it counters it with sound waves to try to eliminate that. So what's interesting is is when you get into the smaller SUVs they tend to ride a little bumpier because you have a shorter wheelbase. If you think of the geometry on this, a longer wheelbase when you're if you have a longer let's say F150 or Lincoln Navigator or Escalade when when the front tires hit a bump it has to sort of seesaw that vehicle, and if it's longer, then by, when the when the when the tire when the front tires hit a bump, it it moves the passengers less because the angle is so much longer. On a small SUV, you have to go up and then down and uh, much quicker. Um, So you tend to feel bumps more in smaller vehicles because of the shorter wheelbase. And they've done everything they can to make this thing as smooth as possible, Um, which is good. It worked out good. It's fun. It's sporty. You can get a two-liter turbo uh, four-cylinder. It's uh, 250 horsepower. You can get it with front-wheel drive. Um, and it probably starts around the thirty-six thousand dollar range, thirty-six almost thirty-seven thousand dollar range. You can load it up to sixty grand. You don't need to spend sixty grand. You can get a lot of the features: heated and cooled seats, uh, massaging seats, the big sunroof, um, the great audio system, all of those features with all-wheel drive and a two-point-three liter. Uh, The 2.3 liter, I assume it's their 2.3 liter that's based off of, you know, like the Mustang EcoBoost and a bunch of other vehicles that they're running it in. It's 295 horsepower. It's over 300 pound-feet of torque. It gets you zero to 60 in the six-second range, mid to low six seconds. And uh, uh, it's it's good. You want a nice, economical, uh, luxury SUV that's easy to park, especially in city driving. Um, This was... This is impressive. They're definitely taking all of the luxury features that you'd find in the big Navigator and and, and bringing it all uh, across the lineup to Aviator and Corsair. You don't suffer on features um, when you step into the smaller SUV. So, I don't know. I'm. Mean, it's. Uh. I, it, it seems. It seems cool to me. It seems like an important segment for them, uh, Bill. I don't think it's quite the vehicle the, the, that you'd be comfortable in, but. Uh, sure.
1: Little, little small. It's, I would say
0: it's a, it's a little small. I, I, you know, you've been in the, in the big SUVs, the Navigator and stuff. Um, your experience of the Navigator wasn't quite as pleasant. <laughs> um, maybe you just I, you weren't know, It, wasn't, it uh, wasn't that it was,
1: that it was bad by any means. It's just I had extremely high expectations and had been waiting for the vehicle for a very long time, and I was yeah. just a little. I was just it, it was just it fell a tiny bit short. It didn't say I didn't say that it wasn't a wonderful vehicle. I just was aesthetically I thought that they were going to do a little bit more to it. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I will tell you the one thing is the Corsair is very pretty. For for a small SUV, they got the lines right on it. Um the small SUVs kind of look a little stubby sometimes and uh and and the just kind of goofy looking sort of lifted cars. And they gave this a little bit more of a longer nose in the front. This is why I was saying the bodywork on the Corsair is a little bit bigger than the Escape is because they wanted to give it more of a GT style and kind of long, long nose, long hood, uh, look to it. So, um, I think they did a great job considering the size. Um, and the one we haven't driven yet is the, uh, is the Aviator. And that one I'm a big fan of, uh, and, and, uh, We've talked about it here before, so um, hopefully that next, but um, anyway, so we did this event. We uh, drove the Corsair from San Francisco to Monterey, and then from there, I needed to go to Seattle and uh, take a meeting in Seattle, and uh, I've never been to Seattle, so I was going to stay the weekend and uh, take a look around. Uh our friends over at Forza Motorsport that we've been working with for, geez, almost a decade now, um, since probably Forza 4. And uh, our good friend over there, Justin Osmer, he's been on the show before. He's been on uh, Shift and Steer several times. Um, he, uh, he He picked us up at the airport and he took us over to a place called The Shop. And The Shop is sort of a country club for car guys. The founders over there were like, hey – Could there be an affordable car storage facility, but for guys that like to kind of work on their car a little bit so you can store your cars and – and uh, the the place will do full concierge service. They'll store your car. They'll detail your car. They'll gas it up for you when you want. You can call them and say, "Hey, I want to take my car out for the weekend." They'll say, "Great, let me pull it off the lift. I'll get it ready." Or you can kind of do a lot of this yourself. They have a they have an indoor uh, car wash area, sort of a do it yourself car wash indoor that you can use. Um, they have lifts that you can rent for a day, you know, or or schedule it for whatever you need. They even have, uh, they have a – they have a big cage, like a room with a cage that always looks like uh, where they put the evidence for a cop show. And it looks like that. And there's like a dude sitting in there. Uh, there's always like the one cop. He's like the checkout guy. So a lot of clipboards going back and forth. Well, they got that. They got a cage in there, and they got a guy sitting in there, and he's for tool rental. And he's like, hey uh, – What do you need? And you're like, hey, I'm going to work on my car. I'm going to change the brakes. What do you got? You got some tools. So there's tool rental there. There's lift rental there. There's car storage there. Um, And then if you're a member of the club, of course, there's a restaurant out front. And then uh, you walk into sort of their event space and there's some offices. There's a a, a meeting room, a conference room that you can use uh, if you want to have a meeting there. Then you walk over to their bookshelf. And the bookshelf is a hidden door, and in the back room, there's like a smoking – like a cigar lounge, and uh, uh, and there's a uh, a slot for food so that the kitchen can bring food in and just kind of push it through the, the – like the sliding door kind of deal. And uh, uh, you can do some private meetings and events and stuff like that there. It's a cool facility. It's called the shop in Seattle. If you go to shopclubs.com you can check it out. And uh, I wish we had more of that stuff in in L.A., except L.A. would be $900 a month per car. <laughs> and, right. and out there, it's like one-third <laughs> of it. But uh, I don't know. It just seemed kind of like, you know, it's be nice to, to, to live in a world where you can have all of this stuff on your own, but sometimes you can't. Um, and uh, you know, we've got the shops here and they're already getting full and of course my car's been on the lift forever and and uh, building out the new shop and trying to make a plan around that. But uh uh this was kind of nice. So Justin took us there. Justin from Forts and Motorsport took us there. He had a car there as well. Um and then he's like, Hey man, I got a surprise for you. We're gonna go buy this guy's uh private car collection. So he drove to a nice little industrial park right on the water. It's a beautiful building on the water, and uh, he sends a text. Uh, this guy opens the door and he says, "Welcome to John Shirley's car collection." John Shirley is the former president, COO, and director of Microsoft. He's uh, <laughs> he's one of the uh, one of the original crew over there, or certainly one of the early on crews over there. Um, recruited by. Bill Gates very early on and when the company went public and uh, uh, made a made a nice little living for himself working at uh, Microsoft. And uh, we walk into this amazing building and this guy's got this fantastic car collection. It used to have uh, a lot of vintage race cars, but now that uh, John is getting a little bit older, I was told that he's just feeling a little less comfortable in the race cars and likes to enjoy the street cars a little bit more so the collection has changed but oh my gosh i mean we walk up to a ferrari 250 gto in white by the way not red in white it was one of the only ones ever it was Jesus. built it was built by ferrari in white it was raced and then someone like from the team or whatever after the team bought it painted it red and converted it to a street car. So it's a Ferrari 250 GTO street car conversion. Uh, these guys got it. They put it back to white. It's still sort of a street car, but they put the meatball on it on the side and they, and they put it back uh, uh to white. The car's worth psh, 70 million, <laughs> uh, uh, 70 million bucks. Um, He's got a uh, he's got another car over there. Um, you guys won't be too familiar with it. It's obviously very rare, but it's a 1938 Alfa Romeo 8C, uh, and uh, this one is pretty special. Um, I it, you know it's it's a pre-war car. It's exactly what you think. It's kind of big, and it's got this crazy motor with twin superchargers. It's uh, and the twin superchargers are kind of mounted down low. It looks like a little uh, Magnuson supercharger. But And it sucks air from, like, two sides, and it blows out the middle into this big, like, inline, I don't know, eight? Maybe it's 12? I don't know. Uh, I forgot what the engine was. And it's crazy because it has, like, downdraft Weber carburetors, but they're facing down very low to the ground. so uh, And then they put, like, a metal shield to kind of make it so it doesn't suck up dirt off the road. It doesn't seem like the best design. But uh, the car is gorgeous. And they won pebble beach with it and then from there they took it all around the world to all the sort of pebble beach equivalent shows and they won again and I won again and they won again and now it's like the most award-winning prestigious award-winning car ever i think they have like like 8 like basically eight pebble beach concourse elegance championship <laughs> awards for this thing it's just it's just fantastic and the 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 pedigree and the stories behind it are amazing um and uh uh one of the modern cars is uh it's a 4GT. We like the 4GTs. The 2005 4GT um they have VIN number 10. So like 1 through 9 was like going to Ford executives uh, and, uh, and a couple of the VIPs and Vin Ten was Bill. You've seen this before. The Ford comes and goes. Hey, we got the first one going to the public. It's going to go to an auction. Maybe it goes to Barrett Jackson, and it's a it's a charity auction uh, or some other auction, and and it all goes to charity, right? And they go, this is the first one. Before we start delivering cars to customers, this is the first one, and uh, uh, and the story behind it was. Um, of course, a lot of people, um, John Shirley called the charity and said, yeah, I know you're going to do the auction charity, but I want the car. So uh, here's my price. And they said, well, that's very generous. Thank you. But it kind of has to go to auction because we made a promise to Ford and blah, blah, blah. And then Jay Leno calls and says the same thing. He's like, yeah, the auction is nice and all. And then the charity, I'll support the charity. Here's my money. And, uh, and he bids a large amount. You know, he offers a large amount. And they said, well, thank you very much, Mr. Leno, but we still have to take this thing to auction. And now they're getting three, maybe four times asking price already. By the way, don't think all of Jay Leno's cars are, you know, million dollar cars that he bought for 80 grand because they're like we just want Leno to own it. Yeah, there are a bunch of those, but not all of them are that way. He was paying top dollar for this. He wasn't getting it from Ford and it wasn't a, you know, like he appeared in a Ford commercial and got the first 4GT. It wasn't any kind of deal like that. He straight up said I want the first public one. It's VIN number 10. It's a beautiful dark blue with the stripes on it. And uh, he's like, I want it. And uh, John Shirley called it. He's like, well, he's like, I'm going to own the car. So let's just get that clear. <laughs> so he bid out. He, he bid out. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I guess I can because it was a public auction. He said, here's, here's $500,000. And he said, so when, when the auction is happening, he's like, my bid's 500000 and then you can add $30,000 each increment until I own the car – but I'm gonna own the yeah. car, <laughs> and uh, you know these cars were 160, 165 sticker price. It went to auction. They usually do double or something at the big auction. You've seen it at Barrett-Jackson. You've seen the cars. That oh do yeah, yeah. And you know it's good. You know, you can, there's some amount you can. I'm sure you can write off uh, above the sticker price. You can write off for the charity, the donation. You can't write off all of it, by the way. If you if it's a 150 thousand dollar car and you pay 300 for the auction. Uh, for the charity, I'm pretty sure you 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 pay the taxes on the car for the 150, but the other 150 is tax deductible for the charity. That's the donation, really. Um, and how
1: about when they donate them back?
0: Yeah, and then when they donate it back, <laughs> then you just donated 300 grand to the charity, and then somebody else. You know, gets a car. By the way, I always liked that idea. I was like, "Hey, I'm feeling. uh, I feel like I, if super rich guy, like super rich guy wants to make a donation because he needs the tax write off anyway, so he sits around at a at a Barrett Jackson auction or a Mika auction and goes." Hey, there's a Dodge Demon I can buy in six months for ninety grand. I'll bid three hundred thousand, <laughs> and he gets the first Dodge Demon, and he gets a two hundred ten thousand dollar tax write off. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I certainly in my mind, I, that's how I wish it worked. I hopefully I'm right on that, but uh, that seems the way to go. So anyway, the uh, the 4 GT goes to the auction. Of course, it hits double. It gets in the three fifty range, something like that. And then they're like, well, phone bidder five hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> because he guaranteed them 500 And And uh, needless to say, Jay Leno did not get the car. John Shirley did get the car. And the funny part is, is when Leno knew he wasn't going to get the car ahead of time, they convinced him to go and MC the charity auction. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had to auction off the car he really wanted.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I bet there was some good... Good jokes uh, thrown out in I'm, that
0: one. I'm sure, I'm sure they had a lot of fun with it, and I'm sure that Leno probably knows uh, Mr. John Shirley as well. But um, what a nice treat uh, to go see that collection um, and great stories. And his curator over there is fantastic. Uh, the guy over there is it was so nice. And then you go up in their loft, and they have all their little uh, die-cast cars, and it just seemed like it was a mile long. It was just like the entire length of the loft, and in there was diecast cars of like every Ferrari made up into a certain year, and uh, and I was like, oh, this is all, you know all the early cars. I'm like, but there's several variations of a car.
1: His miniature car collection probably costs more than my real car collection.
0: Oh, my God. And then he's like, in the racing, in the F1 cars, he's like, we have every single race, we have a die cast of every single racing Ferrari. And they said they're waiting on the 2019 die cast. And I said, how how do you get all of these? how, How do you know that they're... You know they're even available he's like no 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 he's like for the for the cars that are missing to do every year they have to have the die cast made their own they have to have a custom die cast made wow <laughs> so if they're so you're right yeah they may spend thousands of dollars to fill in the blank they' would be like 62 63 oh we're missing a 64 there was never a diecast made what do we do we need to we need a uh, one. Make- let's just make one we need to commission one to get it made um but just uh by the way when you go up there I was like every every die cast is like exactly separated like two inches apart i was like there must be like a template they use like they slide in a ruler or something like everything was so pristine and clean it was impressive it was impressive to see and uh and they know we're fans uh, of Forza Motorsport. We know that uh, Adam's got uh, a couple of his cars in the game. So when we walked in, they had their big simulator game there, and they had one of the Paul Newman cars loaded up uh, on the screen for us. Um, this is just at John Shirley's car collection, which was, uh, which was fun. Um, and then uh, from there, we toured – uh, the Forza Motorsport uh, campus. The Turn Ten is the company that makes all the games. They're on the Microsoft campus. Um, it was uh, it was good. I'll tell you guys a little bit about that. But sure, first uh, I'm going to hit Dodge. Uh, I think uh, I think Chris is going to help me out on this one. Visit your local Dodge dealer where well, we bring you performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because now we're offering Dodge Power Dollars, which means for each horsepower, you get $10 off. You put some rubber on the pavement in a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye, you'll get $7,970 off. That probably sounds like a better deal than you got there, Bill.
1: <laughs> you think? <laughs> but, or, um,
0: <laughs> or maybe you'll want to peel out in a powerful Dodge Charger or share your adventure with friends in a roomy seven-passenger Durango. It's the most powerful SUV in its class. So hurry into your local Dodge dealer and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. See dealer for details based on 2019 Ward's midsize sport utility vehicle segment excludes other FCA US LLC vehicles. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Ford's Motorsport. The tour I took over there. First of all, you walk in, and in the lobby, they've got a, a a Ford GT. They got a brand new, the new version Ford GT, black with the white stripes. One of the co-founders of of the company has it there. They've got uh, they've got a McLaren. I don't know if it was a Senna, but it, it's it's interesting. It's like, or maybe it's 720. I think it's a Senna. It's a McLaren Senna, but. There was only like one Senna built in the world when they were promoting the game, and McLaren brought one to E3 here in LA, and then Forza needed another one, so McLaren built them a rolling like dummy car, so it has you know the brakes and the wheels and the full bodywork and everything, but there's no engine and basically like no interior. Uh, just like a steering wheel, and the rest is sort of blocked off in black. Uh, uh, so it's just a, a showpiece built for Forza to launch the Senna and the new game. So it was kind of a neat thing to see there. Uh, I don't know if you play much Forza. Does Gage play Forza? What's his game
1: these um, days? He, he does not. I am <clears throat> I don't even like saying it, but Fortnite...
0: Fortnite, yeah, yeah, he's playing a lot of Fortnite and uh, and doing a lot of push-ups to play his <laughs> play his
1: game. Uh, yeah, that kid's got like twenty-eight inch arms.
0: I'm sure you you guys heard us say this before, but the rule in the house was always like, hey, if you wanna you want to play the video games, you got to do the sit-ups and the push-ups to earn. Video game time, right? Is it minute for minute, or what's the what's the, the 30 minutes, 30 push-ups?
1: No, it, it started as like a 50-50-50-50 reps, you know, three yeah. sets. Yeah. Now it's 150-150-150. Yeah. 150, 150. <laughs> <laughs> you now he's getting bigger, bigger, stronger, and uh, you know, he uh he's, he's gotta work for what he gets, so he's he's
0: cool with it. I, I, I like the idea. I like the teaching moment, I like the physical moment and uh and the reward. I like that he gets to feel the payoff. And by the way, I, I see the videos of him going out and playing uh, little league and he's crushing the ball and he's hitting home runs because he's He's, he's doing that. He's developing himself. He's physically, and uh, I love it. It's funny because the, 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 when I go to the gym, the trainer I've been working with for years and years, he said the same thing. He's like he's – like, he's from upstate New York. He's like, my dad and I would go downstairs into the basement. We'd watch TV. And uh, during all the commercials, he's like, dad and I would do the pull-ups and do the push-ups. And that was the rule. When they went down to watch TV, they'd have to exercise in between all the commercial breaks
1: turn a negative into a positive it's a wonderful thing and, those two birds of one yeah have he one had step.
0: fun with his dad doing it and you know and he he became the you know where he is now but uh anyway so we went to uh went to turn 10 and uh took a tour over there and saw how they kind of got a little peek behind the scenes of of how they make some of the games and uh uh sound is such a big issue they have this crazy sound studio in there where the guy mixes the sound and now they're using dolby atmos so they got uh, speakers in the ceiling and it's all immersing. It's like if you're, if you're playing the game and you're driving the car and a, and a, f- a helicopter flies above you, now you hear the sound above you. Like, and, and if you have Adobe Atmos sound system or, or, or something at your home, home entertainment system, it it's all going to be built into that now. It's, it's really kind of neat. If you think about it, you're playing the game. And uh, unless you're in the full chair and it's moving around and it, 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 it kind of shakes you while you're driving, uh, the only experience is, is our sound and vision. And the sound really kind of brings it alive and makes it real. So there's so much invested into that. And then we got into – you know, they have Forza Horizon, which is the game that you could drive in the grass. You drive on the streets. You drive kind of wherever. And then Forza Motorsport is the track version. And we got into it. it was like, what does it take – to get a track into the game. And they said, well, it takes about a year. They basically like scan the entire track and then they get three guys with GPS backpacks and they walk the entire track. One guy walks on the inside line, one guy walks in the middle, one guy walks in the outside line and it records the elevation changes and the topography of the track. So they have more detailed records of the tracks than probably the architects who build it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just uh, a
1: dedication to to realism
0: and the, the amount of, of time they put into uh, getting all the details, right? Water, the effects of water, the effects of rain on tires. Everything is fantastic. And uh, this, this game has grown so much. They have something like 12 million active members playing a month. 12 million playing a month. And uh, and I said, well, that's impressive. And they said, what's more impressive is more people watch gameplay, like on Twitch and YouTube, than than there are people playing the game. So now they have like a broadcast studio and they have to do like, I don't know, like inside sports or or whatever, like an ESPN night of people doing gameplay of this thing. Like that might be a little over the top for me. Like I, I'm not sure who's super into watching all of these, but apparently it's a really big thing. Um, uh, but anyway, it was, it was fun to check out. They have an incredible facility. The, their whole environment is an open working environment. Um, nobody has an office. There's meeting rooms and phone rooms and things like that. But everybody's there right down from you know the bosses all the way uh, up and down uh, the entire staff there. Everybody just kind of has uh, – their own work areas and their cubicles. And and I loved walking around in there because everybody's area is so personalized. I've never seen more toys and model toys and car parts laying around uh, than ever before. You'd think you'd go down to like Magnaflow headquarters or something and you'd see car parts everywhere. Nothing in comparison to walking around the Turn 10 studios. There's die-cast cars, model cars. There's a tire there. And I was like, there's a tire sitting here. I was like, I said, my question is, was this a tire because somebody was trying to do something for the game, or did somebody need a tire for their car and they had it sent to the office? They're like, I have no idea. Could be either one. <laughs> which uh which I like that. You can send your your car parts there and you do all that. But anyway, it was a it was a great trip. Um uh to see all these things. The Lincoln stuff was was fun and uh and uh, certainly the tour, uh so thanks to uh Justin Osmer at Forza Motorsport and everybody at Forza and John Shirley's collection and and uh, and the shop clubs. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, it was good. So we are going to um, we're going to give up this studio and let the next crew come in and do some more for you guys. I'm starting to get excited about the SEMA show coming up. Lots of big stuff going on out there. We're going to be uh, judging the Hot Wheels Legends Tour finale, doing some podcasting from there. Um. Let's see what else is going on. Anything else uh, we need to hit? Uh, NCIS this Sunday? NCIS Los Angeles Sunday? Watch Bill. Yeah,
1: Sunday. You know, possible uh, appearance on the WWE Fox uh, collaboration on Friday.
0: On possibly Friday? You never know. Uh, we'll so check we that out as we well. we more things coming. Yeah, I heard The Rock is going to be there. I don't think it's a big comeback yeah. for him, but it's a nice little walk i <laughs> You've seen The Rock. uh uh cheering on his uh fellow uh w w e classmates um uh, that'll be fun they're bringing me? out all the big guns yeah do it all right guys we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up uh bill thanks so much uh I ranted a lot today so uh but I know you were up early doing your uh doing your dodge commercial so
1: <laughs> dude I, was, I i was up early uh because i've completed you know you guys from time to time you'll mention cars yeah that your buddies are selling. Yeah. Well, I, my friend, am selling one of the most exclusive properties in San Diego County because I'm out of here, buddy. Yesterday, we took all the videos and uh, uh, photos for the house, and uh, Goldberg's Garage will be up for sale soon.
0: Wow, you get the house, the garage, the whole property?
1: I'm headed east, absolutely, man. One-stop shop.
0: Yeah.
1: 30-something car garage, you know, 30 acres, San Diego. Wow, up for up for sale to the highest bidder. We'll see.
0: <laughs> all right, go buy Goldberg's house. Cars not included. Why not? The garages are included. The cars are not included.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, for the for a price. <laughs> for price right.
0: included, included, yeah. Like, listen, everything's on the table. everything's fair game. Um, all right, guys, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, until next time, uh, for uh, myself, Matt, and uh, Goldberg. Uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Thanks for listening to Carcast, guys. Much appreciated. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Dodge. Visit your local Dodge dealer where we bring you performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because now we're offering Dodge Power Dollars, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off. Put some rubber on the pavement in a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye, and you'll get $7,970 off. It's such a great deal. Maybe you'll want to peel out in a powerful Dodge Charger or share your adventure with friends in a roomy 7 passenger Durango. It's the most powerful SUV in its class. So hurry in to your local Dodge dealer and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. See dealer for details. Based on 2019 Ward's Midsize Sport Utility Vehicle segment, excludes other FCA US LLC vehicles. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.